0: Hello, this is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife, and I'm very fortunate today to have Jackie Brennan with me. And she's going to do some sessions for us on Breathing for Life. Hello, Jackie.
1: Hello, Jean, and thank you. It's wonderful to be here with you. So, as Jean says, my name's Jackie Brennan. Um, I'm a hypnotherapist and hypnotist, and I live in Harpenden in Hertfordshire, originally from Northern Ireland, as you can probably tell from the accent. And today, what I want to talk to you about is the importance of nasal breathing. Now, I know we all breathe. I mean, (laughs) we've been doing it all our lives. But the thing is, it's something that we do take for granted. And it's something that we're rarely given any instruction on. And yet for many of us, the way we breathe, can lead to stress and anxiety. And there's significant health benefits, benefits, get my teeth in today, to be had from nasal breathing. It can reduce anxiety, can help with better, better sleep, improves focus, concentration, clarity. There is a multitude of things you can do just by breathing in through your nose. And the thing is that Typically, we a lot of us are mouth breathers, and I was certainly a mouth breather for many, many years. And especially at night when you're sleeping, I don't know about you, but if you ever take a glass of water to bed with you, wake up during the night and your mouth's really dry, you have to take the, the sips of, of water. It got to such a point with me that I was nearly choking my mouth was that dry. And that was because I when I was sleeping, my mouth was open. And if you do nasal breathing, keeping your mouth closed, you start to, it get, keeps the saliva in your mouth. It also reduces actually, things like plaque build up on your teeth. But the main thing about nasal breathing is that your nose has 30, 30 functions does 30 functions for you. And what the main one is the, that first line of defense. So the nasal hairs clear or take out the impurities. It warms and moistens the air that you breathe in. When you breathe through your nose, and especially if you use your diaphragm to breathe, it takes the air down into the bottom of your lungs which means you're getting down into those the smaller little air sacs there at the bottom of the lungs. Going in through the nose, you have in the nasal cavity it there's a, a hormone there called there's a nitric nitric oxide, not nitri- nitrous oxide, which is a completely different thing. Nitric oxide is a hormone that is produced in the nose. And that is a vasodilator, which means when it gets in to the body, it opens up those those uh, the blood vessels, which means that the oxygen and carbon dioxide gas exchange takes place easier, which means it can start to reduce your blood pressure. If you continue to nasal breathe and do it on a regular basis, it can reduce your blood pressure. Again, it helps you sleep better because when you got the nasal breathing going it it stimulates the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve is one of the main nerves that run from the the base of your brain down into basically the bottom of your gut and it interacts with probably 80 to 90 percent of your nervous system so stimulating the vagus nerve calms the body because it's sending signals from the body up to the brain to say everything's fine. It's doing your what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest one. So if you think of it, the parasympathetic nervous system does rest and digest. It tells the body and the brain that everything is fine. We're all safe. Whereas the sympathetic nervous system is the one that is the fight, flight and freeze one, the one that puts you into that stress and anxiousness, getting ready to protect yourself. Something's gone wrong. So we want to stimulate the vagus nerve to keep us calm. And nasal breathing is one of the fastest ways to do that. In fact, nasal breathing, if you learn it and get into the practice of doing nasal breathing, basically for all your breathing, if you had a panic attack or any time you're feeling stressed and anxious, it is the fastest way to calm the body down, and I certainly know this. My mother has panic attacks. I've taught her nasal breathing, and she can now start to control her panic attacks just by changing her breathing. And it's a—it's also a slowing down. When you breathe through your nose, it's slowing it down because if you think when you're anxious and stressed, you're you're in your chest. You're breathing through your ch- into your chest. It's very shallow. And it's very quick, which sends the signals back up to the brain that, oh, something's gone wrong. Something's gone wrong. Anxious, anxious, stress, stress. Whereas slow, and I call it using a bit of LSD, for those of a certain age will know (laughs) the LSD. But in this case, it is light, slow and deep. And by light, I mean you're sipping the air in through your nose. Most of us think that we have to take big gulps of air. Well actually it is research has shown that we actually need to breathe a lot less than we do. And that's going down to in for it's what, five, five breaths a minute. So it's in for a count of six seconds and out for a count of six seconds. That is as much air as we need to take in. And it is light and I mean really that sipping air. So you hardly you can hardly feel the air going past into your nose. And the same on the out breath. If you put your finger under your nose, you should hardly be able to feel the air pass over your finger. So that's the light side of it. The slow, as I've mentioned, is that going in slowly and breathing out slowly. The coherent breath is what they call the six, six breath. Now, if you can't manage six seconds in and out, you could do five seconds in and out, or even down to four. The optimum one is the six, six breath. And the deep is what I've been saying about using the diaphragm. And if you put your hands at the each side of your ribcage, or just under your ribcage, and you breathe in using your diaphragm, you should feel your hands raise slightly. And that's what you want to be doing. And it's not just your belly going up and down. It's really engaging with the diaphragm to get that low, slow, and deep breathing. And the other thing about the breathing is that how you breathe during the day affects how you breathe at night. And as I said before, if you breathe that shallow breath during the day, you'll be breathing exactly the same during the night. And as well as that dry mouth and the snoring and sleep apnea, which can all happen when you're, you're breathing through your mouth and your mouth's open. Because the thing is that when your mouth's open, your tongue has the inclination to fall back and start to block your airways, which is what some of the sleep apnea is, and certainly snoring is.
0: Mm.
1: With nasal breathing, your tongue is actually in the optimum position, which is, the tip of your tongue is just behind the top of your front teeth. It's not touching the teeth, it's just behind it. And the majority of your tongue, two-thirds of your tongue, is resting on the soft palate at the top of your mouth. And a way to feel where well, where exactly is that? You know that's sort our of, that what sound would it be? That clucking sound if you were doing that sound where you you put your tongue up to the mouth, top of the mouth and it down. That's where your tongue would naturally rest in a nasal breathing position. Optimal, keeps the airway open, an excellent way to breathe. If you look actually in the world of nature, all mammals breathe through their nose. The only time mammals don't breathe through their nose is when they're sick. The ways humans have um, sort of Educated ourselves out of it. Babies breathe through their nose. You watch a baby sleeping. That is what they're doing. Their little bellies are rising and falling. They breathe through their nose. And it's one of those things, as you get older, you get a cold, say, your nose gets stuffy. And you start to breathe through your mouth because you can't breathe through your nose. And that nearly becomes the habit of what we do. And that's why we're our the majority of the country would be, na- would be mouth breathers. And if you've mm-hmm. never read um, a book, there's a book called Breath by James Nestor, and that's what started me down the road of nasal breathing. It's absolutely an amazing book. He's an investigative journalist, but very, very good on giving the evidence and the history behind uh, nasal breathing and what it does to the body. And also experiments that he's done with the benefits of nasal breathing against mouth breathing. And he's done both. An amazing book. I would recommend anybody to go and read it if they want to know more about the the science. Because it has been around for years. If you think of, you know, in most religions, to be honest, and especially Buddha, the Buddhists, that calmness that they breathe through their nose, they sit in that, it gives you the same Nasal breathing gives you the same benefits to the brain as exercise and meditation, without the effort of doing it. And as we have to breathe anyway, as I said, you may as well get those benefits from it. And if you think of even you know the the rosary and that, and the counting of beats, when you look at it, a lot of it breaks down into that six, six, the twelve, that the calming the mind and the breathing, the focus is on it. History, we seem, we have ignored a lot of history, things that worked well, we've trained ourselves out of it. And a lot of it is now coming back in as science is catching up (laughs) with, with what a lot of natural things that we would have done years ago. So what else can I tell you about the can I tell you anything else? No, I think, as, as I say, I think that's most of it covered. But one thing I say at the start of any breathing one is you need to have a clear nose. You need to get your nose unblocked to be able to, to breathe through your nose. And this was one of my big problems, which is why I did nasal or mouth breathing. My nose felt continually just blocked. I never felt as if I could get enough air in through my nose. And I did this one exercise and it, I mean, within, within a minute my nose was cleared and that's been over 18 months now. It's my nose perfectly clear. I don't blow my nose anywhere near as much as I used to. I sleep at night with my mouth closed. i What else is it with the, the nose there? No, that's it. it, it clears your nose. And it's, it's a bit like exercise use it or lose it so if you keep breathing through your nose the nasal passages will stay open and actually if you have rhinitis or allergies this will also help reduce that oh oh no there was one other thing i was going to tell you one of the main things about nasal breathing and about breathing itself a lot of people think that we breathe because we um need the oxygen with that we it's a, a lack of oxygen is the reason why we breathe. In fact, your body, the response to the breath you take is because your carbon dioxide levels have reached a certain limit. It's, it's an increase in carbon dioxide that triggers the breath. And that's why I have said a lot of the, the Wim Hof and other people like that who do what I call the expert <laughs> breathing, no, yeah, the, the elite, not expert breathing, the elite breathing, they do certain exercises where you're blowing off a lot of carbon dioxide, so much that you feel that you don't need to take a breath. And people say, no, oh, they're over oxygenated. No, they're not. Their carbon dioxide levels are so low that it hasn't triggered the response to breathe. And to me, one, I feel that can be a, a bit dangerous, but to, for me, just being able to breathe in the most efficient way that benefits the body is just an everyday breath. And it's called functional breathing. And that's what this is all about. So how do you clear your nose? There are two techniques. Um, one, if you do any form of yoga, you might already have come across. And that's the one I'll start with. And it is exceedingly simple because all it is is say you make a fist with your right hand. You put it onto your left armpit and squeeze your arm down. And with the finger of your left hand, you close your left nostril. So if you breathe in, breathe out, breathe out, close your left nostril, and then just breathe in through the right nostril. Just slow, light, slow, deep. And it might feel a bit bunged up, but just persevere. Breathing in and out gently. It can feel a bit blocked at the start, but if you continue, just breathing in and out. Let's do one more. And just release that. And clear and change hands, so a left fist under your left armpit, (laughs) right finger. And just close your right nostril and breathe in and out through the other nostril. Just do one more and just release and continue breathing in through your nose. Now, if that doesn't clear it on the first round, just repeat it. So that's one technique. You can just keep repeating until you feel it completely clear. The second technique is 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 even simpler than that, if that's possible, is you take a breath in, you take a breath out, you pinch your nose, hold your nose, and just move your head gently up and down and side to side very gently so that you're not damaging anything around the neck, but it's just moving it. And you hold your nose and hold your breath until you feel that absolute need to take a breath. So try and hold that as long as you can. And when you absolutely feel you need to take a breath, you let go and you breathe in through your nose. So as long as you can, and then you let go. Take the breath in through the nose, breathe out through the nose. And again, if that doesn't clear on the first go, go back, give it a leave it for a minute, go back and do it again. And that will clear the nasal passages. And if you keep breathing in through the nose and out through the nose, those nasal passages will stay open. There is one thing about the, um, the nose and breathing. You will notice actually during the day that one nostril is open more than the other. And that is perfectly normal. One will open more and close and open and close. And you can actually do a little trial on that. If you took your mobile phone, took an in-breath, put your phone just below your nose and breath, breathe out through your nose onto the top of your phone. When you look down, you'll be able to see the breath there, the pattern on the phone, and you'll see that one is larger than the other. Just a little fun fact that you can try for yourself. Perfectly natural, but both or both nostrils will, will stay, stay open. The more you use it, the clearer it gets. And I think that is everything for a good introduction onto why we should be breathing through the nose, not through the mouth. The mouth is there for eating, drinking, Let's leave
0: it at that. <laughs> thank you so much, Jackie. That's brilliant. Um, I didn't have a blocked nose to start with by really, doing the exercises with you. I feel that they're both much more open than they were. You know, I suppose it's all these things is you don't you don't give something attention. You don't notice that this deteriorated. Indeed, Jean, indeed. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jackie. And can we do a bit of a trailer that you're going to do um, three more sessions um one of them is on six six breathing indeed yes and then intriguingly ribbon breathing yes and in the final one balloon breathing
1: yes and we're not going to be rhythmic gymnast by the end of it. it's just a and a, a what would i call it it's different techniques that um will help With the breathing enhances the breathing and it brings in other parts of the of the body it gives you great great benefits but it all starts with the the nasal breathing and the six six breathing which is the one we'll start with in the next session
0: well who knew there was so much to learn about breathing and uh, (laughs) i'm really intrigued and looking forward to the next session so thank you again jackie And in the meantime, this is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Midwife, signing off for today. Bye.